Hello, and welcome to the Elk River Lutheran Church Powered by Love podcast, recorded in beautiful downtown Elk River, Minnesota, right on the banks of the Mississippi River. Today we'll explore the Bible, life, and faith. So sit back, relax, and enjoy some sacred wit. To be powered by love is a spiritual thing, more than a feeling. To be powered by love Don't take money Don't take fame Don't take no credit card To ride this train It's strong and sudden It's cruel sometimes But it might just save Your life To be powered by love Well, good morning, church. Grace and peace to you this morning. There's a story, a modern parable, if you will, that I've grown to love. Maybe you've heard it, but uh, let me share a version of it with you right now. One man challenged another to an all-day wood-chopping contest. The first man worked really hard, stopping only briefly for a lunch break. The other man had a leisurely lunch and took several breaks throughout the day. Every time the first man looked over at the second man, it seemed that that guy was just sitting down, leaning against a tree. At the end of the day, the first guy was surprised and quite annoyed that the second guy had chopped substantially more wood than he had. I don't get it, he said. Every time I looked over at you, you were taking a rest. Yet you chopped more wood than I did. I just don't understand. The second guy responded, but you didn't notice that every time I sat down to rest, I was sharpening my axe. I have been the first guy far more than I care to admit. I have worked hard, taken on big challenges, and forgetting to pause and sharpen my own axe again and again. The second guy, the contest winner, seems to have things figured out. He seems to understand the incredible power that we wield when we pause and take care of ourselves. That resting and caring for ourselves actually makes us stronger and better equipped to handle challenges. This is a difficult lesson for many people today, myself included. Our culture is one built on productivity and busyness. We actually find value in Filling all of our days. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> we find value in filling all of our days with activities, commitments, and work. We may even look down on others who are taking yet another break. And for many of us, we don't make the time to fully recharge, rest, and regroup. A few months ago, I read a book. Actually, <laughs> I didn't read it so much as I listened to it so I could be doing other things. So the book was read to me, and it was a book about busyness. 
It was about the busyness that is so prevalent in our culture. Its title is actually awesome. It's called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. It was a book about slowing down, being fully present, and not rushing through life. And I read it on double time. Yeah, you can do that on Audible. You can speed up or slow down. I definitely sped it up and uh, read this book about slowing down faster than I needed to simply because I was too impatient to read it at a normal pace. I mean, come on, Schaefer. <laughs> I was clearly missing the bigger picture. I was acting more like the first woodcutter who missed all the opportunity to sharpen his axe. It was a lesson I needed to learn. Elijah, from our first reading today that Levi read, learned this lesson the hard way. With higher stakes than just a woodcutting competition, Elijah lost more than a silly contest. Elijah was a prophet of God called to do God's work at a difficult time in history. The Israelites, God's people, were living under the rule of a wicked king who worshipped Baal. Elijah's job was to care for the people, guide them and lead them as God's people while they were being oppressed and ruled by the evil king in a culture of other God worship. Elijah had a lot of successes at his job, but he had a lot of responsibility as well, and he hit the wall. He burns out, loses it, and flees, literally takes off and runs away, and that's where he's at when we meet him in our passage today. Burned out, ready to throw in the towel on both his career and his life. And he collapses into a heap. And when he wakes, a messenger of the Lord is there and has made him some food and tells him to eat. And so he does. He eats. And then he falls asleep again. He literally needs two rounds of naps and meals before he can even function again. We have lots of phrases or idioms in the English language that describe this low point in Elijah's life. Rock bottom comes to mind. Wits end, bottom of the barrel, past his breaking point, had it up to here. I think we all understand where Elijah was at. Elijah was God's servant, a prophet of God. And if he can get to this point then I think anyone can get to this point. Perhaps Elijah should have been more intentional about honoring the Sabbath. At least that's what the Pharisees from our second reading would have recommended. They were sticklers for following the rules. The Pharisees were legalistic about following the Sabbath. They knew that God had instituted the law, even upheld it as one of the Ten Commandments. In the book of Exodus, Chase, will you advance the slide for me, please? In the book of Exodus, God tells Moses to tell the people, remember the Sabbath 
and keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall do no, no work, neither you nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female servants, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. Next. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, but he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath and made it holy. Do no work. In our reading today, the disciples were rubbing grain to separate the shaft from the edible part. And rubbing grain was considered working since you had to put effort in to remove the edible part. So they were working on the Sabbath. So the Pharisees were not happy about it. The Pharisees were upset with Jesus because Jesus was the rabbi, the teacher of God, and he, of all people, should have been enforcing the keeping of the Sabbath. But the Pharisees were missing the point. God didn't give the rule of honoring the Sabbath just to manipulate humans. God knew that in our bodies, in our minds, in our relationships, we would need rest and care. We would need time to step away from our commitments, to step away from the world as it is, to step away from being productive and take time to sharpen our axe. Stepping away from the daily grind, this caring for self, we use the buzzword self-care these days, and this is the resolution that so many of us make. I promise to practice more self-care or to take better care of myself. Self-care is Sabbath. Sabbath is self-care. Taking time not just to rest, but to know ourselves. To process our days and our lives. To think about and evaluate and wonder, is this who I want to be? Am I living out my passions, my gifts, my true self? Am I becoming the person who I want to be, the person who God designed me to be. God was there for Elijah. God was there for all of Elijah's chaos and struggles and difficult job. But Elijah was so burned out that he couldn't hear God's voice and recognize God's presence until he was beyond a breaking point. And Jesus tells his disciples to eat, to care for themselves, even if there is a rule about not preparing food today. Jesus is saying that the whole point of the Sabbath is to care for yourself, to be nourished and fed and filled, that these are the priorities. It's not just a random rule. It's a God-given process of loving the bodies, the minds, and the relationships that we have. 
This is the big picture of the Sabbath. The big picture of God's call to care for ourselves. It's not something or magical about a 24-hour period, 24 hours that follow six straight days of work. Sometimes 24 hours is not even enough to do all the things that the Sabbath is designed to do. Sabbath can look different for each of us. There's such a wide variety of ways that we can practice Sabbath. Perhaps you, caring for yourself, really does look like a 24-hour day of no work, of resting and basking in the blessings and the relationships for one full day, six days on, one day off. But maybe for you, in this day and age, you can't take a day off. There are mouths to feed and errands to run. Maybe your Sabbath is a little time every single day. So what if you work this big picture of Sabbath into your whole lives? Not just a dedicated time set apart from our work week that you cultivate within yourself this concept of making space for God for your emotions, your rest, your healing, and restoration a little bit every single day. It's not about a magic number of minutes or hours that somehow make you rested enough for your whole week. Sabbath is about regular, intentional time to step back, to get a new perspective, to find your passions, to know yourself, to love yourself, to care for your relationships, and to draw near to your creator. Sabbath is making room for emotions, making time and space to process situations or events or news. Self-care is breathing in the reality that God created you this way with your thoughts and your feelings and your desires and your needs. It's about learning how to communicate those feelings and desires to your partner, your parents, your roommates, your coworkers, your family or friends. Making healthy meals, yoga, exercise, time with family, laughter, Time outside in the fresh air, going to therapy. Sabbath isn't a prescribed activity, nor is it a set of time. Sabbath is self-care, being intentional about how we live our lives, making sure we're doing it to the best of our abilities. God cares about us and gave us this call to Sabbath so that we can be the people we're supposed to be. I had a professor in seminary that describes the Sabbath as taking time to ask, what am I doing here? This is the question you ask when you pause and give space and time to be intentional about your relationship with yourself and your relationship with your creator. Trusting that God is in the business of restoring us. What am I doing here? 
it may be said that if you are avoiding asking this question of yourself, if you are avoiding Sabbath or self-care, that you are choosing to stay in the busyness and to avoid the feelings of sadness or fear or regret or frustrations that come with dealing with real life. Life is hard. And for some reason, or for some of us, not dealing with it is just easier. It makes me think of the quote, the world is full of people who will go through their whole lives and not actually live one day. If this is you, let me invite you into something different. Intentional time of slowing down of naming your fears and your frustrations to a God who cares for you, a God who made you and celebrates with you, mourns with you, is present with you. Sabbath time isn't about fixing all the problems in the world. It's it's about taking time to remember who you are and whose you are. It's more than the absence of work. It is being intentional about stepping away from the daily grind and pouring into the wellness and passions of the person God has created you to be. Perhaps you have been both of the woodcutters at some point in your life. You've worked hard and still come in second. Or perhaps you've found the key to success, the key of sharpening your axe. Perhaps you see yourself in the story of Elijah. You've found the end of your rope or felt exhausted or crabby or unable to take one more step. My prayer for you is that you become someone who has figured out that caring for yourself makes everyone everyone around you more happy and more at peace, that you're better at your job or your commitments, And that you are more connected to your creator and in line with the person that God created you to be. Find your way of doing Sabbath and then protect it like a Pharisee. Thanks be to God. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us. You can find more information about Elk River Lutheran Church at our website, elkriverlutheran.org. And if you'd like to give to support this podcast and the other ministries of the church, just click that Give button at the top of the homepage. Thanks again, and have a great week. Don't take money, don't take fame, but it might just save your life to be powered by love.